Welcome to Beyond the Dollar, a show where we have deep and honest conversations about how money affects your well-being. I'm your host, Sarah Lee Kane, and this week's episode is with me and you again, talking all about why your values with your finances are more important than ever. It sounds like some hokey concept I know that only people with tons of money can do. You know, like people like them have time to think about what really matters to them, but I assure you that's not the case. While it can seem vague, using values as a way to guide your financial life is going to help you. Now, whether you're coming to grips with your current money situation or your bank account is stuffed to the max, if you haven't taken that time to figure out your values, I encourage you to listen to this episode and download my free guide at beyondthedollar.co slash values to do a bit of a reset and to figure out what they are and how to use the values moving forward. All right, get ready, grab a seat, and let's go beyond the dollar. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Dollar. If you are just joining me, welcome. So glad you're here. Usually we have stories of people and their financial situations, but this season I'm doing some extra solo episodes to just guide us through current events. So I talk a lot about values, and this is a really important concept because It's really an underlying, almost invisible thing that kind of guides us, right? Like when we get really triggered by things or when we make a purchase that we regret later, it has to do with our values or the fact that we're not following them. So there are lots of definitions of values and there's lots of semantics. We can argue about all day what it is, but let's just go with this definition for this episode. And if you have a different definition or you have questions about it, feel free to find me. I'm on Instagram at beyond the dollar. So what are values? Values, you know, technically they're like basic and fundamental beliefs that you have that will guide you or motivate you in terms of your attitude and your actions. And so in terms of your financial life, right, these are your fundamental beliefs about life, who you are, what you like, what you don't like, that's going to motivate you to spend or save or make some sort of decision with your financial life. All right. And it can also kind of extend to the idea of beliefs about what is white, right or wrong. Now, I'm not talking about religion, like the idea of morals, although that certainly can tie into it. And I know a lot of people really use their religion to kind of guide their financial life, but I'm not really talking about that in this case. It's more your personal beliefs and more your personal ideas of right or wrong or what's going to motivate you and make you feel like you know you're living a good life whatever that means and not talking about the investing term value investing that's a technical term i'm not even going to get into that i've had quite a few people ask me about that and to be honest unless you're like an active day trader and you want to get really into the weeds that's not my expertise to be honest i'm not going to get into that here so again values your basic fundamental beliefs that is going to guide you to actions in your financial life, right? So let's talk about that. Let's get an example. And I talk about this in my guide a little bit, but um, let's talk about even when someone has the same values, it can look really, really different, which is why, to be honest, it can be difficult to give sort of -of run-of-the-mill advice about what 
you need to do with your money. I mean, there's some like really basic stuff like don't spend more than you earn, you know, things like that. But in terms of like the specifics, how it plays out, it can look really different. So let's talk about the idea or sorry, the value of security. And even this idea of security can be perceived really, really differently. Now, if you think about it, security is what? Like something that makes you feel secure. Maybe like you have a roof of your head, you have enough money for food, your basic necessities, or maybe like having enough gas to get to and from work, having enough money coming in so that it can sustain your lifestyle, right? That's, I think, my interpretation of what security means. Now, in terms of how that can play out, in terms of how you want to use your money to, to cultivate that value of security can look really different. So I'm going to use a example of mine and my friend Dustin's. Both of us, I would like to think, are pretty savvy with money. I mean, Dustin's a really kick-ass real estate investor. And so he's really experienced in doing that. That's actually his main source of income is money that comes in that his tenants pay him every month for his rental properties. And so we were talking about the idea of an emergency fund. So an emergency fund is just money that you set aside in an account for emergencies, like unexpected things. And that could be like a roof repair, a car repair, you lost your job and you need money to pay the bills until you get another one. So I had mentioned to him that I had a massive emergency fund when I first moved to the US because I had no idea what was going to happen. My husband had secured a job. I just started out freelance writing and I felt really nervous that I wasn't able to provide. And so I had hoarded a lot of money, a lot of cash in a savings account. So in any given day, if I needed something like a necessity, gas or whatever, then I could take it out there and spend it. And that's what made me feel safe. Dustin, on the other hand, when he heard this, he, he laughed, not because he was making fun of me, but he was thinking about like, oh my gosh, if I had that much cash in my bank account, I would freak out. Because my idea of feeling secure is knowing that my money is working for me. And for him, money working for him is investing it in another property, right? That he's properly researched and vetted and that money will come in that way for him. And so that example is a really great one in terms of even the same amount of money, even the same values plays out very differently. Now, is one right or wrong? No. Is my way better than his? Of course not. I think if we have both done the research and really figured out what it is that helps us sleep better at night and we're being responsible with our resources, then by all means, like both ways are right. I personally wouldn't put money in real estate just because, again, I don't know really much about it. And that would freak me out, putting money in a asset that I really didn't know much about. So again, that's an example. Now, I do want to talk about the idea of your actions playing out in terms of your values or the things that will motivate you. A lot of people talk about like, can your values be in flux? The idea behind that answer, I'm going to try to answer it as succinctly as I can, is that it's yes and no. I think ultimately your values are going to stay fairly much the same for a long time. In terms of how that plays out, it can look different in your life. All right. So let's go back to the example of me and my friend Dustin. So maybe I learned a lot more about real estate investing and maybe I understand how I can keep the cash flow coming in, like make sure my tenants are paying or what can happen if they don't, right, et cetera, et cetera. And so then maybe 
that value of security is still there, but I can switch my tactic to putting more money into a uh, rental property instead of putting all that cash in a savings account. So things like that can change. Your values, of course, can change throughout your life. I mean, I think in terms of who we are as humans, like we are not static um, at all. And so things can change. But I think the important thing is no matter what happens is to try your best to be really self-aware and notice when what comes up. And that really requires us to go back to the basics, to do a reset every once in a while, to strip back everything and look at the numbers and to see how you've been using money in ways that enhance or detract from your life. And I know for a lot of you, it's super scary. And to be honest, sometimes I'm scared of looking at it too. Not in terms of, oh my gosh, I suck at money. For me personally, a lot of it has to do with my worth in terms of earning power. And I talked about that in a previous episode. And I encourage you to check that one out about removing your self-worth from your finances. Now, anyways, looking at your values and having this vision of a good life kind of come into fruition really requires you to look at where your energy is spent, where your money has gone, and you know what you're currently doing with it. And it, it is scary. Don't get me wrong. And I totally empathize and understand. And I think when we look at what we have been spending money on or what we haven't or have been doing, it feels scary because it brings up all of these feelings of worthiness. But I'm going to challenge you, right? Who is going to be the one that judges you? Who is going to be the one that looks at the numbers right now? If you're the one looking at it, it's you. And so is it really useful to bring up all those feelings of shame and judgment? I mean, those feelings are absolutely valid, but is it really a good use of your time to dwell on it is really my question, right? Again, you're the only one looking at the numbers right now if you are doing a nice reset of your values. And, you know, some tough love is like, there's no point right now in shaming yourself over the past. What's important is right now, you're using those numbers as a guide, okay? It's a way to look at what has gone on. It's insight into your behavior and of course lessons learned right and then you can use that to go okay what do i want to change what can i do right now what can i do to work towards a better future or a future where i feel really good about myself and i feel really good about my financial situation and that i'm actually you know enacting out my values in a way that feels really true and authentic to who i am now, I do want to add that in different circumstances, so let's say you lost your job, or you're furloughed, or you moved and you took a pay cut, whatever the situation is, your values can change. And again, like I said, the, the way your values can change, but also the priority in terms of your values. So here's an example. Let's say, you, again, your value is security. You really value security but you also really value curiosity. And the way you play out that value is by traveling or going to nice hotel rooms around your city. And so right now you just need all the money that you can to pay rent, let's say. So in terms of those values, what is more important right now? Is it paying for rent? Is it paying for hotel room? 
let's say you have a credit card that offers points towards travel, or you can redeem them for cash back, right? So if you're debating on what you want to spend your points on, maybe right now it might make more sense for you to use those points for cash back, so you can buy groceries rather than using those points towards a free hotel room or a free flight or you know a rental car or something like that. And so. Again, just because you're doing something right now, you're prioritizing certain values over another, doesn't mean that it can't change later on. Maybe when things feel a bit more, you know, secure and certain in your life, then your value of curiosity might be slightly higher, and you might spend a little bit more on trips or lessons or classes to satiate that curiosity. Right now. In terms of that same vein of curiosity, doesn't mean you can't express it, right, in a different way. Even though you know it's not as important right now, for example, as security. So maybe an example of how it might look different right now is maybe you're enacting your curiosity in terms of, oh, I have a hundred dollars for the next two weeks to spend on groceries. How can I stretch this food budget? And it might be learning some new recipes. It might be finding some ingredients you've never used before, but that are budget friendly. And so it's this idea of like enacting out that value of like, okay, I'm still spending money on groceries, but it's I'm looking through a different lens. I'm saving money, but it's you know it's really fun. I'm learning all these cool recipes, right? Instead of spending it on courses or trips. The point is that your values. Are not things, okay? Rather, they're ideas and concepts. So, in that example of curiosity, it's an idea, right, or a concept. And then the things are recipes and courses. Those can change, and I think that's really one of the biggest misconceptions when people think about values. Are like, I'm valuing this thing. I'm valuing this experience. But it's really not that. It's really that concept. That you're looking for, and I think that's why it can be so difficult for many of us to even think about what they are, because I think you know, and I'm generalizing. Many of us default to others, especially when it comes to financial advice, right? Yes, you may need an expert to help you with some of the more technical stuff, like how to open an IRA, how to open an, a bank account, how do you raise your credit score, all those technical things. But in terms of Really knowing what's best for you in terms of how you want to spend your money, right? As long as it's within your budget, you know that these experts aren't all knowing. They don't know your situation. They don't know what your values are. And even if they do, they might not truly get how nuanced your situation is. And honestly, includes me. Like a lot of people kind of come to me for financial advice, and I'm very wary of giving financial advice simply because. I can say something, but I don't want you to defer to me. I want to be able to just give you tools and questions and challenges to get you starting to really think about. You know what? I am the expert of my own life. I know what I want. Yes, I may need help in terms of how to balance my bank account or sorry, my budget. I may need some help with figuring out my credit score or how to get a mortgage. But all of those kind of、um, touchy feely things and really allocating your money. I can do this, right? That's really the point.、Um, so, 
I hope that helps. It's a nice little refresh. I talk a lot about values in a couple of other solo episodes. I'll link to those in the show notes. So beyondthedollar.co slash 79. So 79 is this week's episode. Before we go, this week's challenge. If you haven't done so, please download the value space spending guide at beyondthedollar.co slash values and go through the exercise and try to find your top five values. And then how are you going to have that play out in your financial life? And I would love to hear from you. Let me know what you think of this episode. If you really like it, or even if you know someone that would really greatly benefit from this, please share with them. Um, You can guide them to beyondthedollar.co or send them a link in your podcast app. All right, so next week's episode, I was, to be honest, a little bit hesitant (laughs) releasing this because of the weird landscape of work at this moment. Um, My friend Michelle Jackson came on. She talked about the time she was burnt out from work. She ended up quitting a really lucrative job because she thought she was going to have a heart attack because of all the stress. And um, I don't know, not to get too dramatic, I think she's like thought she was going to die from this heart attack. So she ended up quitting and doing her own thing. And it's just a lot of lessons learned. But I'm releasing it because I think there's a lot of lessons we can learn about um, the world of work, whether right now you're at home or you're furloughed or you're trying to find a new job or things haven't really been different. It's still a great idea just to think about like how um what you like and what you don't like about what your current situation is in terms of your work life and maybe think of ways to um you know modify it all right so everyone thank you so much for listening until next time keep living beyond the dollar thank you so much for listening and on beyond the dollar if you like what you heard please share with a friend it'll help share the mission of what we're trying to do which is to have more deep and honest conversations about how money affects our well-being so tag them on Instagram when I post in the dollar or send them a link, whatever you want to do to spread the mission of what we're doing around here. Now, if you feel that putting money towards the things that really matter is a challenge for you, feel free to download the value space spending guide. So what it is, is you're gonna be able to gain clarity around what matters most to you in life, be able to name your most important values and how we can start putting money towards those things. So to download the value space spending guide, go to beyondthedollar.co slash values. So thank you again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode of Beyond the Dollar. By the way, thank you to Donovan Durant again for providing this awesome theme song.